0: They're going to snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws, caught. Foles, touchdown. Allen on first and ten, under heavy pressure. He throws, passes man. It's Foster, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. And steps into it, passes, caught. Welcome back to the British Guide to the NFL Week 10. Wow. Joined once again, as always, by a good friend, Greg. Greg, how are you doing, mate?
1: I'm not too bad, thanks, Cal. Been a long week, but, uh, yeah, excited to dive into it. And I just say, Week 10, it's absolutely fine round. Uh, you know, we've got Thanksgiving coming up in a couple of weeks, and then uh, before you know, it'll be Christmas. So, yeah, absolutely fine around. Uh, excited to get into it. How are you doing?
0: Oh, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Um, we've got a lot of things to dive into, so... Um... Shall we go through some of the games from last week and um, kind of quickly review them? Um, were there any, I'll start with you, actually, because you had, as a Bills fan, quite a uh, traumatising week. I'm, I'm sure you probably don't want to speak too much about it, but I'll let you take the floor. Uh, any, any big moments from not only the Bills game, but any other games that kind of stood out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was trying to avoid it. So, you know, within two minutes, is dive in. Thanks, Cal. Um, yeah, obviously, a bit of a disappointing uh, <laughs> loss to the Jets. Uh, Alan's two picks, pretty critical in that game. Um, and uh, yeah, fair play to the Jets. Their defence is legit. Um, I think we, we knew that a couple of weeks ago, to be fair, and um, they certainly played us far too well. The offence just couldn't get going. but. Looking around the league, there were some unbelievable performances. Uh, Justin Fields, 178 rushing yards in that Miami Chicago game, which was literally a shootout. Every single drive, yeah, much ended up in a touchdown. It was incredible. Watch, uh, and that's uh, he's broken the record there for the most rushing yards by a QB in a game as well. So, wow. incredible achievement for him. Um, and then Joe Mixon as well, I want to highlight. Um, I mean, the Bengals were up by an enormous yeah. amount of points. Can't be what the score was at half time, but they were Joe taking a piss. five touchdowns. Yeah, five touchdowns, 153 rushing yards for Mixon. Just absolutely unbelievable. Luckily, I had him on my fantasy team in one league. Um, got me 51 or 52 points in So, <laughs> absolutely unbelievable week for him. Um, yeah, did anyone stand up for you, Carl?
0: Um, I mean, a headline that stood out is the Patriots recorded nine sacks against the Colts. But, I mean, yeah. the Colts are bad, man. Like, that's nothing against Ellinger or anything. I know he's a rookie, but... I mean, obviously, the the big game in Tampa Bay um, and the Rams, kind of Tom Brady doing what Tom Brady does um, with the late drives. Um, Kirk Cousins with a kind of a late comeback there against his former team. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, the Eagles continue their unbeaten run, even, you know, in the words yeah, of yeah, Jalen Hurts. Like in the words of Jalen Hurts, it, they still left money on the table, but um, not the prettiest performance, but... You know, winners win at the end of the day, don't they? Um, yeah, I mean, as you said, the the Bills game, like I don't think Zach Wilson played particularly well. Um, there were still a few moments where you're just thinking, right, Zach, either hold on to the ball or just let it go. And, and he's kind of caught in two minds and he just lets it go and he just, you know, fumbles it or something. And, you know, Josh Allen, I, I think we can be honest, Josh Allen didn't have his best game. I mean, one of the picks that he threw straight to Sauce Gardner was... Um, was not pretty viewing was it i'm sure you would agree no, with that not at all um i mean
1: no he's not throwing interceptions like that since his rookie year really yeah. um <laughs> so yeah that was very disappointing as you said i don't think wilson we were, were built with beaten by a fantastic QB performance uh, again i think it might be a bit of a bill story but i um, shooting yourselves in the foot and yeah. uh, a few injuries now as we look ahead to next week but it is what it is you can't win every single game well you can if you go on be but you know <laughs> that's unlikely in the nfl nowadays so yeah, it is what it is. We move on to uh, to this week.
0: Um, is it all over for Aaron Rodgers and Green Bear? Oh, It's got to be.
1: Jordan Love season, baby.
0: <laughs> Get oh, him in. Get him in. Although,
1: judging of their uh, GM and their backroom staff, they're pretty uh, anti-giving love time, I think. Yeah. So, um, I, I imagine there might not be change, but I think everyone outside of the organisation can see it's time for a yeah. change there, But um, whether there actually will be. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I think it might. they might let it play out for a little while um, and then the last few games of the season, if they can't compete for the playoffs, uh, just chuck love in there. But it's a complete waste of talent or love at this point.
0: Yeah, it's a horrible it's pick. Waste back. Yeah. Him. yeah, I feel yeah. sorry for him. Um, oh, I guess another one is Seattle still keep winning somehow. I mean, they keep winning. I mean, <laughs> yeah. what is happening over there? I mean, who would have thought, you yeah, know... Smith's good, that's what's happening. Exactly, yeah. And I think, you know, there was there was a quite a, a big discussion over on Good Morning Football over, you know, if, if Geno Smith hadn't been drafted by... I think he was drafted by the Jets. Um, and the, it was a bit of a tough situation that he walked into, as is always the case, pretty much, with many QBs that come to the Jets. Um but I think if you know what would have happened if he went to a you know a decent situation where they've got you know decent infrastructure in, in place uh, and a decent roster, like who would you know who knows? Like the guy could have been you know a ten year All Pro by now. Um, I mean, yeah. the guy's playing pretty well. I mean, I, I think a lot of us as outsiders are probably surprised. I mean, some people inside that Seahawks building are probably not surprised um, with the amount of good things that. I'm hearing about how he worked over the off-season and stuff. Um, and who would have thought, you know, 10 weeks into the season, we'd have been saying Pete Carroll might be up for, you know, <laughs> you know, one of the best coaches in the league right now in terms of what he's doing with that yeah. roster. Um, and kind of looking back now, I mean, it looks like up to now anyway, the Seahawks kind of won that trade off with uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, Easily, yeah. easy.
1: They've fleeced the Broncos, haven't they? Really, yeah. Um, yeah the, the Seahawks do look good. Their defense looks um, pretty difficult to um, to get around. I think and Wosu has been pretty productive for them off the edge with tackles and uh, TFLs and sacks. So yeah, I mean their their teams a lot more well rounded and are uh, given credit for at the start of the season. Myself included, I, I you know thought they could be in the conversation for the first overall yeah. pick in the draft. So um, yeah, they're certainly you know, shown shown a few of us that we don't know our stuff. And yeah, Gino Smith, again, he, he has been very, very good, although um, maybe some of that maturity and, and skill and stuff as his kind of game management has come from his experience in the NFL. And as mm. you say, um, you know, be drafted into a difficult situation, maybe that makes him the man he is today. But he's, you know, he's impressing right now. He yeah. really is. Some of his stats are not, not MVP level, but do you know what I mean? He's yeah. looking like a top five QB in some stats.
0: I know. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of getting to the point that's where you see it. If you see a bad clip of Geno Smith, like throwing an interception or something, it's like, "Oh wow, he made a bad play." Like, <laughs> and yeah. that's that's something that you know no one would have expected coming into the season. I don't think um, Kenneth Walker as well. Yeah, man, looks flipped, good. Yeah. Kenneth Walker looks good.
1: Yeah, he does. Obviously, young, uh, fresh into the league. They've they've managed him quite well the first couple of weeks. He didn't get an awful lot of the ball, but I think he's finally going into it. Maybe they've shifted some of their plays to, to fit his style of uh, style of running and uh, things like that. But, um, yeah, he, he's certainly coming into his own now. He's creeping up the leaderboards in terms of rushing yards. You know, yards per carry is pretty good. So, yeah, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Walker. We always knew he was going to be pretty strong coming out of college. But, um, yeah, really stepping up, to be fair. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, Travis Etienne is another guy for the Jags that's doing very, very well. He's, he's fifth, I think, in rushing yards. So, um, yeah, some young running backs around the league really stepping up at the moment.
0: Shout out to one of my favorite moments of the last week as well. Is um, unfortunately in the Bills game, it was when um, Garrett Wilson um, took the snap and he was about to throw the ball. And then do you see this when he was like running with it and like doing loads yeah. of like pump fakes? And then he, he fumbles the ball and someone manages to recover it. And his helmet flies off. I mean, it was just a crazy moment. But shout out Garrett Wilson as well because yeah. he's he's looking the real deal. I know, obviously. Um, Elijah Moore is uh, pretty pissed off right now in New York. Um, the way that they've kind of managed his targets or lack of targets because he's basically not seen the field much at all. And if and even if he has, he's you know not been targeted at all by Zach Wilson. But that's a separate matter. Garrett Wilson looks the real deal, by the way. He looks very good.
1: Yeah, that trade-up to get him certainly looks like it's paid off. Uh, as you say, Elijah Moore, I think Robert Salah came out this week and said they're going to be moving more into the slot more. Yeah. I think that could work. Intended, but um, oh, that. yeah, that 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 should see a higher volume of targets for him. Keep him, keep Jester. i happy because at the moment there's not a lot holding this Jets team back. You know, the QB yeah. play obviously has some question marks. They've had a few injuries on the offensive line, um, Verataka and uh, Becton and stuff wow. out. But you know, the last couple of weeks they've been serviceable. And some teams around the league have shown that you don't have to have superstars in every position to win games. You know, some teams are you know winning a lot of their. Uh, one-score games uh, and just scraping over the line, but then they end up with fantastic records. So, if the Jets can continue to do that, then there's no reason why they can't threaten at the top of the uh, AFC East.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, should we get onto the games for this week? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I'll let you go first, mate. Uh, what's your first one? So, our
1: first game is, uh, well, I'm glad you asked, actually, because it's the first game on Sunday, the Seahawks at the Buccaneers in this yeah. one. Does not take place in the u.s this is another international game that we have this is in munich germany uh, so pretty exciting i've seen uh, quite a bit of buzz around uh, from some of the nfl analysts and the players etc um in germany at the moment this is 2:30 p.m kickoff on sunday in the uk time um you know we've, we've talked a bit about the seahawks they're six and three top of the nfc west on a four game win streak something we never expected. Uh, Gino's been very good at spreading the ball about to the wide receivers. He had a pretty good game against Arizona as you say. It's the narrative's kind of flipped. Um, and if he does, if he starts making poor throws and, you know, four throws a pick, it's kind of a, a surprise rather yeah. than the other way around. Um, the Seattle Seahawks defense has certainly looked good. Mwosu, as I mentioned, two sacks, two TFLs. Uh, Jordan Brooks had another game with over 10 plus tackles. He leads the league in tackles as well. So he's flying about and making plays everywhere. Tariq Woolen, the rookie, looks exceptional at cornerback, too. So uh, a real playmaker on that defense. And as I said, their coaching staff deserves a lot of credit for getting. Um, some some really good team efforts out of what they have as we've kind of mentioned they don't have the strongest roster but they've, they've really done well with what they have um and then looking at the buccaneers they've broken that losing streak that they had again with the win against the rams that td with nine seconds left um, hmm. from tom brady was just very very typical yeah um, i think we'll say that it was a bit of a low scoring affair and that running game really has stalled for tampa bay uh pretty pretty shocking last week as well the last three or four weeks they've really struggled in the running game and most of the time it's just because they don't run it they don't play they don't have running plays they just pass first yeah really into get him in a drop back try and find a receiver boom um, didn't he throw it so like 58
0: yeah, it times or something i think last uh, week yeah
1: i can't remember that exact number but
0: it was definitely over 50. that's mental. Unbelievable. Um And yeah, I understand being
1: one-dimensional can have its limitations, so perhaps something needs to change there for the Buccaneers offensively. But um, it's going to be an interesting game, this, um, Mm. as we kind of saw with some of the games in the UK. There's a little bit of unpredictability when both teams don't have a home advantage and it's in a different country. Um, it looked like, from what I saw on social media, the Seahawks having a lot of fun in practice, dancing around with the music blaring, and you know they must have done a lot of high knees on the plane or whatever to get <laughs> ready. Um, so this is going to be an interesting one. I think the Buccaneers—they've been really lacking in the last few weeks. Obviously, beating the Rams is isn't easy, so kudos for that. But I've got a feeling the Seahawks come here and and do them. You know they're they're on a confident. Uh, win streak here, four games winning before they come uh, to to Munich, and I've just got a feeling about the Seahawks. They're quite a likable team, as as we've mentioned. They've kind of come from uh, a very low expectation season to now being top of their division. Um, and the Buccaneers, I've really not been that impressed with. As I've mentioned, the one-dimensionality of their offense really makes me worry. And they haven't been getting as much pressure as they're used to getting on defense. They're used to kind of having a lot of pressure up front and beating their, you know, pummeling centers and guards back into their own QB, um, which really forces other teams to to struggle. But they've just not been able to do that, unfortunately. So yeah, I'm going to go Seahawks. Actually,
0: yeah, I don't blame you, mate. Um, did you see the um, one of my favorite moments this week was? Um, there was this clip where Tom Brady was talking about, you know, the Germany games and stuff, and he was like, uh, <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, I can't wait to go and play at the stadium of uh, Bayern Munchen." You know, I, I watch all the the Bundesliga games. You know, great atmosphere from the German fans and all this. It's like <laughs> it's some of my funniest moments when like NFL players. Like, it's not, it's not like we're not taking the piss out of them or anything, but. <laughs> it's just how they interact with like anything that is not American. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, yeah, it's always quite a laugh. Sports, like, yeah.
1: Yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah. I imagine he doesn't spend a lot of time sat there watching Bundesliga highlights. Yeah. Um, to be perfectly honest. But, yeah, I mean, he's probably watching a lot of um, film uh, from the NFL games. But, yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. I think I saw earlier the Bayern Munich team all got um, Buccaneers jerseys and stuff. So, it's a bit of a promotional thing to obviously promote the game. But, um, yeah, collaborating with big, big teams like that is always great. So, yeah, fair play. And, I mean, why not? It's, it's kind of a trip of a lifetime for a lot of these players. You yeah. know, when they're next to get a chance to play internationally. So, yeah, looking forward to it as well.
0: There was a great clip as well going about... Um showing um there's a, like a Tampa Bay um bar for Tampa Bay fans in Germany It looks absolutely buzzing yeah, really. um so yeah i mean yeah it should be a good one um the first game that i've got is um let's call it for, for all those uk football fans out there let's call this the burnley versus stoke game it's the bears versus mm-hmm. the lions um it is the you know the the two kind of scrappy you know hard-nosed teams um, historically um, the Lions past defense as we talked about a bit uh, was pretty good against Rogers. they picked him off three times last week um, Indeed, yeah. on the other hand Justin feels like you mentioned 178 rushing yards and then that 60 yard absolute you know, incredible run to the house um, mm. looking like a young Lamar Jackson out there I mean um, the Lions incredible. yeah it, it really was the way he broke away and kind of shaked off tackles was unreal um, the Lions given up an average of five yards to opposing rush attacks. Um, so to compare that with um, a similar kind of situation where they faced the Eagles early on in the season, if we can compare Jalen Hurts to Justin Fields in terms of dual-threat quarterbacks, they gave up 90 yards and a TD. So they've got to be doing better this time um, against Fields. Um, the Bears have given up 84 points in the last two games, which is just absolutely unforgivable, really. Um, pretty horrendous. Um, I, you know, Jared Goff didn't exactly win that game against Green Bay last week. Um, he was pretty shaky. I mean, he had two TDs and in inception, one hundred and thirty-seven yards and seventy-eight ratings. So he wasn't, you know, particularly great. But that defense stepped up, and it's it's a bit of a. a I want uh, maybe maybe it's too harsh calling it a freak um, accident last week, but. Um, you know, historically, looking back at the other games, the Lions haven't really been that good against the pass um, and they showed up last week. So maybe it's just a turning point. Maybe it was just an anomaly. Uh, we'll have to see. But I think this is going to be another, you know, a, a close game. And we always say that, but two teams that have kind of uh, maybe turned their seasons around or in terms of expectations and perceptions, um, but I'm going to edge bears on this one. I think the way that they they took uh, the dolphins all the way to the wire. Um, I know the lions just beat Green Bay, but Green Bay are in absolute shambles right now. So I, I'd edge bears, um, and I feel like Justin Fields finally gets um, that win that he's kind of deserved over the, these last two starts. That he's been pretty phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would also agree. I think the Bears is kind of trending upwards as you mentioned. I think the Lions, um, despite some good play and you know hurting some. Good offenses in the, in the first few weeks, they've really have uh, kind of kind of stalled a little bit. Um, apart from that, good defensive display, obviously picking off Rogers three times. But um, yeah, I just think the Bears the Bears have started to click slightly. You know, it's just starting to get into gear. It feels like Fields obviously um, made the Dolphins' defense look very very silly last week. Yeah, um, but. Their defence without Roquan Smith um, and without Robert Quinn does look significantly weaker, which is uh, interesting. I mean, the Lions did trade away one of their top offensive targets, TJ Hawkinson. So, I mean, do you think they're kind of in full tank mode maybe? Or is it too early
0: to say that? Um... I, th- I I don't know. I think they 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 probably are starting to. I mean, I I don't think anyone you know deep down in that Lions locker room would have thought bit before the season that they had a chance, you know, to even really get playoffs. If we're being honest, even with T.J. Hawkinson. So I think I think over the the past two years, three years, I mean, you know, they have been in a constant kind of rebuild mode, and I yeah, I I don't think anyone really had any expectations, to be honest, of them going very far so i think that tj hawkinson deal kind of confirmed that they are just kind of trying to ride ride out the storm at the minute and then seeing what happens in the future
1: yeah no i think that's fair enough and obviously with a guy like him who they took quite high in the draft i believe um i think they probably need to do right by him and if you wanted to look elsewhere and try and be on a team that can compete then um they can say they've done their best to do that you know yeah they've, they've kind of been respectful to him and helped him get to um, a competitive situation in the vikings so yeah that's uh, an interesting one but as you say it's, it's probably not the most appetizing game on paper um bears lions but yeah i'd imagine the bears probably just just sneak past them there yeah. um the the second game i have was a game that i'd originally noted down and said oh yeah uh the raiders will win this one it's, it's the cult of the Ra- cults of the raiders um <laughs> But then the last couple of hours completely changed everything. So, recording this Thursday night, I don't know if you've seen the news, but um, the Raiders have put uh, Waller and Renfro on IR. Wow. Blake Martinez, who they picked up only two or three weeks ago, has retired (laughs) mid-season. So, a very interesting turn of events uh, for the Raiders. So, yeah, they've also... I mean, apart from Devontae Adams, Matt Collins is probably their second most (laughs) targeted player and he's not exactly an offensive weapon slash playmaker. Um, So the Raiders are quite limited offensively. Uh, They're coming off of a loss to Jacksonville. They didn't score a single point in the third or fourth quarter, which is pretty embarrassing you know they really yeah. did They were like force feeding adams in that first half i remember watching some of the highlights and yeah the second half just really really dried up it was horrible to watch Charlotte jones has been a real embarrassment on that defense as well one of the big sort of free agent acquisitions that they got uh he's recorded 0.5 sacks so far and we're over halfway for the season uh which is simply simply not good enough for the money yeah. that they're paying for him um, they also converted just four of their 15 opportunities on third or fourth down. I've noted uh, all four. <laughs> the two wins that Las Vegas have had this year have come at home. Um, so maybe that plays into their hands a little bit playing against the Colts, who, you know, have had some changes in the off, uh, uh, in the last week. Um they fired Frank Reich, uh, their head coach. They replaced him with the inexperienced Jeff Saturn. Did you see this?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was pretty crazy to be honest. Very inexperienced. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, apparently even he was shocked that Jim USA <laughs> hired him. So it, it doesn't bode particularly well. Although I did see his press conference earlier and he seemed kind of motivated and like a good uh, sort of a leader or a manager. But, you know, how was he going to? plays and everything else, that's going to be remain to be seen, but um, yeah, really interesting, and he's got a lot of work to do in this uh, Indianapolis offense, they scored three points against the Patriots last week, I know you mentioned they got a lot of sacks uh, on Ellinger which is uh, understandable, you know Matt Judon leads the leagues in sacks, but Sam Ellinger led the team in rushing yards with 39 Um, and he was sacked nine times and he had 103 passing yards, so you know it's a real mess there. Uh, the Colts have certainly not been their usual self in that in the trenches. You know, they've had one of the best offensive lines in the league for the last three or four years, potentially. Um, and this year it feels like it's just all fallen apart. Quinton Nelson, who's known around the league for being an all pro and uh, an excellent player, just has not looked himself. It's been really, really odd. Um, so, I mean, God knows which way this is going to go. This is a coin flip, really, isn't it, with the news in the last couple of hours. I think it's going to be a battle of the Colts' defence against that Raiders' offence. But, you know, as long as Derek Carr can find a way to feed the ball to Josh Jacobs, even in the passing game, or just hand it off uh, and feed Adams enough. I think that's probably enough to get past this Colts' team because I really don't see this Colts' offence getting anything going. No. Um, especially because of the play calling, uh, as well as Sam Ellinger, who... Is likable, but he's not a starting NFL QB in my opinion. Um, so this is oh, this is so tough. I'm gonna go Raiders, but yeah, but this, yeah, I wouldn't be putting any money on this. As put it that way, this is a pretty horrible game to look at.
0: <laughs> no, I think I think um, you know both teams should be uh, probably looking at getting me or you in there to uh, help out with the receiving. Job, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not. it's not, a, it's not gonna be a thrilling watch on. Um, apart from Devonte Adams, is it really? Um,
1: no, not at all. Outside of that, it's, it's very very weak on both sides
0: of the yeah. ball. both sides of the pitch. Yeah. Um. So the next game that I have is um, the Niners versus the Chargers, a little uh, West Coast battle. Um. This is going to be CMC okay. and Debo's first time together. Um. Playing a full game. Uh, the Chargers are currently getting absolutely smashed on the ground, uh, giving up five point seven yards per carry, which is the worst in the NFL. And it's something that they really struggled with last year. I remember speaking about it last year and they've still not addressed it. You know, just poor linebacker play, poor tackling um, and just nothing really kind of getting together to, to stop the run, really. And I mean, you know, it's, it, the Chargers can get pressure on the other side of the ball. I mean, they held Atlanta to 17 points last week. Um, it's going to be interesting to see the, the Samuel versus Samuel battle uh, Asante Samuel versus Debo Samuel. Um, Brandon Ayuk has been a bright spark for the Niners, so he's taken a step up this year. He's been their most productive receiver so far. He's averaging 60 yards a game and four TDs so far. Um, and probably the, the most exciting battle, um, apart from the kind of QB battle, is probably Derwin James versus George Kittle uh, when they them two get lined up. Um, obviously not all the time, but when uh, Derwin James gets lined up against tight ends, he usually does quite well um he obviously had that kind of famous um slam of uh travis kelsey early in the year um there's a lot of kind of reluctance to get on board with jimmy g i think even from niner fans at the minute i mean when he's good he's he's pretty good but you know his mistakes have have often been kind of really costly um and really kind of yeah really kind of stunted the growth of the team really and i mean you know looking at the charges i mean justin herbert has kind of been underwhelming so far. I mean, he's kind of struggling with that rib injury and I know he's kind of playing through that. Um, And he won last week, albeit some might say slightly fortunately if you saw the absolute mess of that game, you know, that conclusion of that game. and It was mental, um, you know, without Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. um, So good signs there, but um, it's going to be obviously a a lot tougher this week against the Niners' defence, which is not only statistically the best rush defence in the whole league, um, holding opposition to 3.4 yards per carry, but also a pretty good um, secondary player and obviously um, decent at getting pressure as well with the likes of Fred Warner and obviously Bursa as well, um, mm-hmm. among others. So I, I just can't get on board with the Chargers this year, to be honest. I think the Niners, um, with CMC and Debo firing, I think they should be a win for the Niners. Um, so yeah, I'll go Niners. Do you have any, any thoughts on that one?
1: Yeah, I think the Chargers-Falcons last game um, was a very intriguing game. It swung back and forth, momentum-wise. The, the Chargers yeah. did sneak past, but, um, you know, Tyler year, almost 100 rushing yards for the Falcons. Cordaro Patterson was back, and oh, did you see that hit when he scored the touchdown? Oh, wow.
0: That angry runs winner as well, were not it? He
1: ran over Drew Tranquil, who yeah. was probably like 20 pounds heavier than him. He absolutely...
0: Just unbelievable. Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, the, the, the Chargers have not been convincing. there. They're a bit beat up. You know, most teams do have some injuries yeah. right now. But, yeah, as you say, it's kind of a long-standing issue of, of defending the run and getting tackles in, in in the open field that they've really struggled with. And I can imagine that the 49ers probably licking their lips here saying, yeah. you know, let's make the most of that. Let's get a few guys in the slot and, you know, get a few crosses going and really make make them work for it. Um Yeah, I think the 49ers are going to be pretty strong in this one. I'll be backing them as well. I think you're right.
0: Yeah, you just know. I mean, so the Niners were on bye last week, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Kyle Shanahan has been planning for two weeks to play against the worst rush (laughs) defence in the league. I mean, he is having an absolute party over there. Um,
1: Especially without. Their offensive weapons and like, yeah, yeah. The, the game, the game plan looks a lot easier than it could have been. Yeah, um, yeah. As, as you say, two weeks to, to deal with that is probably more than enough. Probably ample time. He's probably just had his feet off for the last week. <laughs> um, yeah, this this is a good matchup, though. that's a really good game. To play, yeah, to be fair, it's, it's a late game, so um, probably won't be watching that live. But that's a yeah, that's a good one. The 49ers yeah. are a very likable team. I think they'll go far this year. Actually,
0: yeah. Right. What is your next game, mate?
1: Uh, so the third game I've got, um, we kind of touched on this earlier, the Vikings at the Bills. So we'll start with the Vikings. They are 7-1. and one. They're in an absolute roll. Six win streak. Uh, five of their wins have come in just one score game. So, you know, I was talking earlier about teams just get doing enough to get by. You know, Kirk Cousins, a little bit of a resurgence last week against his old teams. And I'm sure he ran off saying, you like that? You like that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so he he did enough last week. They scraped past, um, although he wasn't that great, um, to be fair to, to Cousins. But um, that Minnesota defense, Adarius Smith continues to put the pressure on. Jordan Hicks with a ton of tackles again. Um, they've had two players be questionable at training on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Adam Thielen and Garrett Bradbury starting center for them. So um, two players to kind of monitor as we go into the weekend. Um, but the Vikings... They've not really been exceptional in any kind of area. Um, I think someone pointed out this out, but I can't remember who. Um, they're not like top 10 in rush offense, they're not top 10 in pass offense, they're not like great at defending the, the run, they're not amazing at defending the pass. Like, I'm not really. If you look at the statistics alone, you would never guess they're a seven and one team, so yeah, I'm not.
0: Quite sure what
1: it is that, that that's making them so successful at the moment. Being better than other, scoring more points than other teams is, is the obvious answer. <laughs> that's but, the Mike um, glowing response. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, score more points than them and uh, we'll win. <laughs> um, and then Buffalo, uh, that narrow loss to the Jets, as we know, um, several defensive players missing there, and, and the backups really didn't step up. To be honest, Matt Milano was a massive miss, as well as Jordan Poyer. Um and then Source Gardener, DJ Reed. they kept Diggs and Davis very, very quiet. Alan, two terrible inceptions that ultimately cost us in the end. So, a bit, bit of a rough day for, for Buffalo. But uh, uh, Alan's injury is more of a worrying uh, hmm. thing for long term. You know, his elbow was strapped up today, he didn't practice. Um, so it looks like Case Keenum might be in line for Sunday. So it'll be a Keenum and Diggs revenge game against the Vikings, which is uh, pretty tasty for those guys. Um, the Bills still have a few players that are kind of questionable or um, limited in practice, like Jermaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer, Greg Rousseau, uh, Kyrie Elam. So uh, a bit of a banged up team for the Bills. I'm going to back the Bills. Um, we're back at home. This is um, our first home game in a little while, I think. Um, So that home crowd's really going to get behind him, even if it is Case Keenum there, you know, they're going to get behind him anyway. The Vikings, as I said, they're not outstanding in any singular facet of the game, to be perfectly honest. Um, And in the last couple of weeks, the Bills haven't been either. But um, I just trust that we'll be able to run the ball slightly better than them take advantage of that they run a lot of kind of shell defenses where they're going to be disciplined and wait for the, uh, the poor passes and stuff like that but Case Keenum loves hitting the tight ends and the slots and that kind of thing so um you know take what you can we'll creep our way out of the field we'll chew the clock and uh hopefully we'll get the win but it's uh it's going to be a tough one it's going to be going to be pretty cold I think uh, mm. up in Buffalo but yeah it's two two decent teams but one thing I would say is A lot of people are still having the Bills as the top two or three roster in the league, and at the moment, they're not really playing like it. So, uh, I hope they can prove me wrong this weekend.
0: Something that I forgot to ask you um, with the Jets game. Sorry to go back to it again. Um, The source gardener, Gabriel Davis, last play. Was it pass interference? Uh,
1: I I think it is, but I also... I mean, that's kind of an expected answer. I also think Gabe Davis should catch it. Um, I think both things can be true. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good coverage from SourceGuard now. Given that, um, I've seen pass interference given for a lot less, yeah, as well. Um, but it's always those sort of big moments that, unfortunately, you know, th- things probably don't go in your favour. So yeah, it was very very frustrating. Um, you can analyse it all you want, slow it down all you want. I think he should catch it. it. Probably should be called pass interference. Um,
0: either way. The result wasn't beneficial for the Bills, and yeah, uh, yeah it, it wasn't really our day. But
1: it was a good call. It was
0: a good plan. Um, also, you, I mean, you said Kirk Cousin was not great. You know, it was great. His bloody dance moves on the plane after. They um, were. And, and the the, he had on. the ice on his uh on his um, neck as the the like younger rapper. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the glasses as well. Wow. Um,
1: yeah, that really did make me laugh. To be fair, and everyone's comparing him to like his sort of unstylish self previously to uh, yeah. to this new looking had. Yeah, it didn't make me laugh. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we won't see celebrations like that on Sunday when they get beat Buffalo. But <laughs> <laughs> what's your final game, Kel?
0: Um, Of course, um, it's the Eagles uh, versus the um, the old commies, as we call them, or Commanders, um, as they like to be called. Um, Jalen Hurts has um, so far this year twelve touchdowns, two picks, and one one. F- this is what I'm kind of annoyed about, really. One fumble, and last week I feel like I cursed it a bit because I said to you when we were previewing the Texans game, "Oh, the guy, the guy is so smart with a football. He's not made a single fumble all year." And then <laughs> that night he yeah. goes and makes his first fumble. Um, you know, on paper this game, you know, the, as we saw earlier in the year when they played them, um, the Eagles wideouts alone should cause the Commanders major trouble. Uh, I mean, AJ Brown's averaging 90 yards a game. Goddard's averaging 65, a big game last week, with 100 receiving yards and a touchdown. Um, Commanders are giving up a rating close to 100 to opposing wide receivers. Um, But I think where they do have a chance is their pass rush. I mean, they've had 23 sacks and they've got a um, 33% pressure rate, which is second in the league right now. Um, The problem is... Even though Hertz has had five games in which he's been sacked three plus times, they've still won every game. Um and so is it more about forcing him into bad decisions? But as I've said, Jalen Hurts just doesn't make bad decisions and you know, I hope I don't curse him again. But the guy is so intelligent. Like he doesn't do the stupid shit that you see Zach Wilson or Patrick Mahomes. I'm certainly not trying to compound Patrick Mahomes, but he doesn't do that stupid shit where he panics and just tries to I mean, he still makes magical plays out of nothing. But when he's when it's kind of done and he's kind of he's so smart with finishing the playoff and not giving anything away to defense. Um, Miles Sanders has been quietly excellent. I think uh, he's averaging like ninety yards a game. Um, he's going under the radar. I mean, obviously, last time these two teams met, they sacked Wentz. You know, nine glorious times. Um. Heineke last week was uh, a bit up and down. Two TDs, one interception, only 149 yards. Um, I mean, he's, he's facing an absolute monster of an Eagles defense right now with 26 sacks. I mean, Hargrave had a hat-trick last week against the Texans. Um, the pass defense of the second might be the best in the league right now. Slay and Bradbury, as we've talked about, pre- just, just absolute balling. Jordan to Gardner Johnson with the most interceptions in the league. Um He's playing like an elite safety right now. Um, Marcus Epps as well has been absolutely incredible. Um, The Eagles are still kind of worryingly struggling against the run. I mean, they allowed Damien Pierce over 100 yards last week. And as I said before, the Jordan Davis injury, I think he's he's slowly coming back to bite them um, at stopping the run. And they've kind of really struggled. So so I'm expecting the commanders to kind of um, keep it on the ground try and keep hold of the ball, try and dominate the ball for long periods of time, keep the Eagles' offence off the field. Um, but, you know, without trying to jinx it, touch wood, you know, the Eagles have kind of, they've powered through everything so far this year. Best start in franchise history. What more can I say? Go Birds,
1: baby. <laughs> yeah, no, they have been vitally impressive, as you say, you know, the Texans. not not the strongest roster in the NFL, but did a good job of uh, restricting them, especially defensively. So, um, yeah, this week against the Commanders, they've they've done nothing really to look like a competitive team, uh, particularly in the last two weeks. But looking at this run that the Eagles have, dare we say that they'll go unbeaten? I mean, the Commanders, the Colts, the Packers, the Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants. I mean, there's there's probably two or three teams there that's going to be a fairly
0: tight game or could get turned yeah. over. But... The, I mean, the ones that kind of... The ones that are kind of alarming me a bit are um, looking at it now. Probably the Colts game just because of the Jonathan Taylor aspect of it. If he gets going. And obviously, the Titans game with Derek Henry. So, I mean, it's the teams that can rush the ball really well is the kind of worrying factor. But, I mean, I mean if they yeah. can continue playing like they are, I mean, is there a point... Do you think there's a point where... Um, they get to like you know fourteen you know, or fifteen games unbeaten, and they kind of they have that tricky conversation of you know do we try and go unbeaten or do we you know rest a few players and ultimately the end yeah. goal is you know the, the Super Bowl you know that's the end goal yeah at, at the end of the day that's a big prize you know it's a it's a tricky line but ultimately I think you you've got to you've got to prioritize winning the whole thing over oh you know. Look, going and beating is unprecedented, you know, it's unreal, but yeah, you've got to prioritise the big prize at the end of the day, haven't you? Yeah,
1: and no, I think you're right, you would have to have that conversation with a couple of games to go, but at the same time, the landscape of the rest of the NFC would probably be a factor. If there's no team within three or four wins of you, then yeah. it's a no-brainer. Um, you know, if you're only one win ahead of, say, the Vikings, for example, then you know, you maybe need to keep pace for another game. Maybe You know, just keep getting over the line, basically. Um, you know, reduce the snap counts for some of the, the main guys and just kind of rotate a little bit more rather than just completely resting them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the running looks pretty pretty comfortable at the moment. Um, you know, touch wood again. Hopefully nothing changes in terms of injuries for that like Eagles defence because it is probably, as you say, the, the one of the best, best units, you know, top three unit in, in this league at the
0: moment. Mm-hmm absolutely um what a wonderful place to end it um Mm -hmm. any other thoughts oh you did have a you did have a a bit of an announcement didn't you which i'm excited about if you want to tell everyone about
1: yes i i I do indeed so uh, i've had a little idea something that i kind of thought i I actually came up with a similar idea um, when i started doing my tiktok account and youtube and stuff like that i would plug it but i haven't really posted on either for a long long time (laughs) so we're going to bring this concept to the podcast the world cup the football world cup starts um on the Sunday next week. Um, and so as a kind of tribute to that. Callum and I are both going to pick an 11, so a soccer football um, 11, so a starting team of only NFL players. So any player on the rosters at the moment in the NFL um, you can be, you can pick them in any position, but we need to kind of come up with the reasoning behind why they would be in that position. I think um, it'd be quite interesting to see who we kind of go for in, like, midfield, for example, because a lot of the NFL is based around short, sharp movements and being explosive and quick, uh, not necessarily having a good engine on you, which is probably what is needed in central midfield, for example. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be quite interesting who we kind of pick in some of those positions, goalkeeper as well, you know, where we're going to fit some of the linemen in, that kind of thing. So we've got a really interesting concept for that. So we're going to come back next week and we do like a a World Cup NFL special um, where we're going to kind of talk through our team that we've picked each so that's a really exciting thing for you guys to look forward to and um if you guys have any ideas i'm sure we'll post this out on twitter as well if you guys have any ideas any suggestions anyone you think has to make uh, the 11 it has to be in our discussions to to make this soccer or football 11 uh, then please let us know on twitter or facebook or wherever you're listening uh, to this um on getting the comments if you can um and yeah we've got a really exciting concept for for next week so make sure to stick around and listen to that
0: yeah, it'd be interesting to get, you know, other people's perspectives. Like you said, maybe we could get a couple of guests on. Or um, I'd, I'd be actually really interested to see, like, a, a, let's say, an American perspective on this, um, yeah. especially of us bringing, like, the World Cup kind of concept over and seeing what they kind of come up with in terms of football or soccer, um, like, in terms of formations and stuff. I'd, I think that'd be quite interesting to see, Um on the other side of things. So, um, yeah, a lot yeah, to definitely. think about, a lot to plan, but, um, yeah, excited. So excited. Um, it's a great idea. Um, I'm already kind of, as you would kind of say it now, I'm kind of jogging through, you know, players on, That's on fun. different rosters and, um, but yeah, maybe we have to go like, um, a bench as well and a manager. Um, yeah, perhaps, sort of
1: yeah, maybe we pick an eighteen with uh, with seven subs and a, and a manager. But yeah, we we've we've got the idea now. We'll refine it and uh, yeah. we'll let you guys know. But yeah, we're going to be tweeting out and getting some of you guys involved as well, and hopefully getting some of your opinions because it's a pretty intriguing crossover. I think you know, yeah, two very different sports that require a lot of physical talent, but for different in different ways. So uh, yeah, really exciting to uh, look for, look forward to that one. Really. So make sure you guys give it a listen and interact with us on Twitter about it
0: absolutely and uh, with that we'll uh, let you go um, Greg thanks for uh, doing this again mate Thoroughly enjoyed it looking forward to uh, this week's games again and um, thank you for listening and yeah stay tuned for that um, exciting World Cup crossover coming uh, next week and uh, enjoy the, the Germany games this week and uh, we'll see you later thanks for listening and they're going to snap it and it's Trey Burton who throws caught falls. To- Allen on first and 10, under heavy pressure, he throws, has his man, it's Foster, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Gandalf steps into it, passes, caught. Oh!